me that you went home and swiped a ball that was signed by Babe Ruth, and you brought it out here and actually played with it, and actually played with it? Yeah! Are you one of those people that has to know how much the Babe Ruth ball is actually worth? I was going to bring it back, but it was signed by Babe Ruth! Yeah, you keep telling me that. Who is she? We'll keep it right here, because today is your lucky day. The Sultan of Clouds. King of Crash. The Colossus of Clouds. The Colossus of Clouds. It's time for Sports Collecting with Tom Morgan, sponsored by ERC Delivery and Huggins and Scott Auctions. The Great Bambino! Good morning, everybody. I'm Tom Morgan with Vince Clemeni of ERC Delivery, Bill Huggins of Huggins and Scott Auctions, and our producer, Eric Ostrowski. We're on until 8 a.m. Central Time. You can give us a call if you have an item that you think might have value, might be worth putting in a Huggins and Scott auction, or you just want us to give you an idea of what it might be worth. The number is 312-332-3776, or you can tweet a picture of an item to my attention. T Crown Tom is my Twitter ID. If you have something at home and you think, you know, I wonder if this thing has any value. Like the guy with the uh, <laughs> with that old photo album a couple weeks ago that uh Brought it into T Crown. He's like, I don't know if this thing's worth anything, and it's gonna, that's gonna have some pretty good value, don't you think, Bill? Have you guys gone any further with that one yet? Anything you're getting graded or anything out of that? Well, book? no, yeah, we 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 came up with about fifty or so cards Ooh. that we're gonna send wow. in for grading, wow. and uh, and and then there's gonna be a bunch of the other stuff is kind of gonna end up being one lot pages. Uh, so. Yeah, the pages. It's yeah. not really worth soaking off all the birds and bees and fish and trees. Yeah. And all that. <laughs> well, it was funny because when he brought it in, there was a bunch of people at T-Crown on a Saturday. And he brings it in. It was a cool old album. And I open it up and I see, like, flags and I see this stuff. And I and he when he gave it to me, he said something to the effect, yeah, I don't think this thing's really worth anything, you know, but can you take a look at it? I listen to the show when I'm driving to work and I thought... You know, if we're going to do anything with it, you, maybe you guys had known. I'm, and I'm thinking, oh, I'm gonna, how am I going to nicely tell them that these are cool? But And then I was like, whoa, <laughs> Shulitz Joe Jackson. Whoa, Jeez. Christy Matthews. And it's like, oh, yeah, you got you, some really nice stuff here. And that's when we got you on the horn, Bill. I, I go, we got to call Bill Huggins because I know he knows how to how to deal with these albums like this. And there, there there's going to be value here some good value and just how much depending on how well they can work with it and it and it turns out it this is gonna be fun to watch so that was really pretty cool i had another guy came in uh jim from wheaton i tweeted a picture of some of his cards he had some 1955 tops cards including a psa 5 i think aaron card from that year and then he had some other graded cards. Some of them were good. Like he, well, he had a '54 Topps rookie PSA three of Hank Aaron, a PSA five point five of Banks. Very which nice. A lot of times those are like cut off right at the top by the name, and his had some space there, so that was nice. A '55 Bowman PSA six Willie Mays, which was neat. And then there were some cards with qualifiers, Bill, like a PSA four. MC for miscut Jackie Robinson from, I think that was 56, and a PSA 7 MC Ted Williams. Now, typically, just so listeners know, 
when there's a qualifier like that, depending on the qualifier and how bad it is, usually that drops the value a grade or two, wouldn't you say, overall, Bill? Yeah, and exactly what you just said. Depending on how bad the MC or the MK or whatever is, um, or OC, whatever that they put on there, it, it'll drop it, like you said, a grade to two grades, yes. And, you know, some of them, like sometimes it can be an ST for like a stain. And you don't even, you can't, like, you look at it front and back, it's like, where is the stain? That's not going to hurt it as much. I mean, it is a qualifier, and it does hurt it some, but not as much as if you look at it and the card looks completely, yeah, right, right. like, messed up. Corners ripped yeah. or something or rounded it's, too much. And But I think it seems like one to two, you know, and sometimes two grades. So if, if you have a, a 9 OC and it's way off center, that might sell for the price of a 7 or a 6.5 or something like that. Just as a rule of thumb, if it's not so bad, it might sell like an 8. So that's pretty much the way it works. But those were some pretty neat cards from uh, Jim. And then here's another caller here. We've got James from the north sides on the line. What's up, James? Thanks for calling. Well, wait, hold on. Somebody wants to say hi to you. <laughs> You're right. Okay, there we go. What's up? <laughs> That's so funny. That, 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 that your rain, Tom. <laughs> uh, no, Tom, I have a Ken Griffith Jr. 1967 All-Star limited edition baseball signed by Ken Griffith. What do you so, say? So it's probably a 97 All-Star baseball, I would think. 1997. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that would I would think if it, if the signature's nice and the it, the autographs authenticated, I would think that would probably sell for around a hundred dollars or so. Griffey Junior. stuff. I mean, he his first up until he was about thirty. I mean, he was looking like his numbers were going to, he could, who knows what records he was going to break. And then he started getting hurt all yeah, the time. running into walls yeah, and diving yeah. too, too much. And it, it ended up, you know, still a great Hall of Fame career, but his career numbers weren't as good as they could be. That's where you hope somebody like Trout can yep. keep healthy through the whole career and see what kind of numbers he can end up putting up. I got, I, I want to make sure I mention this. Yesterday, the my mailman's a golfer. At T, the the guy who brings the mail, Don to T Crown every day, and he's a good guy. And I had the golf on, you know, in the background. I always have some sort of sports. Who's your golfer on. this week, by the way? Who'd you pick? I I would have picked Kepka, but it's the end of the first half, and I'm saving Ke- I, the last month and a half. I have no chance to win the first half, so I've saved all my guys. Yep. My whole goal is to win the second half. And I, I was talking to my wife about it. I'm like, what do you think? Should I just put him in anyway? Because he's probably going to yeah. win this. And she's like, what good would that do you? And then, you know, if he wins one in the second half, it's like, yeah, you're right. right. I'm yep. not, I've, I don't even, I was going around from Luke List to <laughs> Chez Revy. And, I almost took Revy as well. You know who I ended up picking? Danny Lee. Okay. Because he was up there. He was up there. And then he tanked the first few holes but he came back from that cool. and i like that so i thought it really doesn't matter if i win or not awesome and, yeah well if and i can I, get a victory this week i'm gonna really i'll be in the top 10 for sure if spieth can somehow take over kepka so yeah he's seven back right now so we'll see yeah kepka yeah. would have to explode yeah so, so but like i still have for the second half i got dustin johnson spieth kepka. Nice. like I, i've been 
I started, I changed that. And I actually picked a couple of long shots that have done pretty well. Like one guy was the only guy that had the win. I don't remember oh, what yeah, it was yeah. in the one week. Yeah. So it actually worked out fine for me. I probably wouldn't have done any better picking the bigger names. Sounds I don't good. know. I don't, I don't know how <laughs> it's going to work. But listen to this now. So we're in, we're talking about golf. And I saw this letter as I'm talking to the mailman. I thought, yeah, we just started opening it up while he's there and i go oh check this out this is pretty cool dated may 15th 2019 to tom morgan tom welcome back now he did some writing and then he did some on the computer and he goes i tuned into am 1000 a few saturdays ago and you were back on the air congratulations with a bunch (laughs) of exclamation marks i will not miss a show in the future in bold the best entertainment in Chicago radio, he said. Ken, wow. you should be our Ken from Palatine. He should be our agent, our PR director, uh, whatever. That's I, nice that he took the time I, to send that in know, the mail. That's nice. That's what I was thinking. It really made me feel good because with all, I mean, and there's nothing wrong with communicating through Twitter and Any through all the that, social whatever, media, and however, that's all yep. great. But to take the time out to write a letter, like design a thing, yep. and mail it and stuff when you don't really have to, I thought that was pretty cool. It's a so nice that, touch. That was neat. And then Thursday, I'm walking in the bank. <laughs> when, when you is pull this the up, partition story? Yes, okay, it is. Okay, cool. When, when you cool pull story. up to the bank, there's uh, uh, big windows, and then their parking lot, and then you walk in the door. And there's a thing on the left where there's a receptionist. And then over to the right, there's maybe 15 partition little offices with like five-foot partitions in them. So I'm walking in the door just past the receptionist thing. And I could have sworn (laughs) I heard (laughs) somebody goes, Cubby Man. And, and I'm like, did somebody just say Cubby Mick? I look back and it's one of my customers, Kevin. And I think he listens to the show, too, waving <laughs> over. So he got He must have seen me walking oh, up through the window. That's great. And he gets up in the middle of this meeting with the banker. The, the banker's probably like, uh, company, Mick, what does that mean? <laughs> I, I, next time he comes in, oh. Kevin, if you're listening, I want to hear what your banker said <laughs> when you said that. So that's pretty funny. But I always oh, appreciate funny. stuff like that. I Absolutely. think that's kind of neat yep. and kind of fun. Makes life fun. It does. And that's what it's all about. So now, we're not going to do which ended higher. We'll do that after the break. Let's do some pricing of things that ended in the uh, May 9th Huggins and Scott auction. Uh, Some pretty cool stuff, actually. Some good prices. There was the 1888 N28 Allen and Ginter Cap Anson PSA 7. 7300 was the high bid on that one. 1940s Ty Cobb signed store model bat went for fifty five hundred bucks and that's a store wow. model bat. Bill, can you have you ever seen or had a Ty Cobb game use bat that was signed and how much would that or might it go for? Uh, no, I don't. I don't know. I may have seen one. I don't know that we've ever had one, but gosh, that would 
you, you could be talking a hundred thousand or more for yeah. a high copy. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think that probably is right. That, the that, one was sold in 2017 for about eighty grand. A, a, game, a used? Uh, game used? Yeah. Bat. Was it signed yeah, too by him? It's not showing that yeah. it was signed. Yeah, but that's pretty. I mean, that doesn't add that much, right, but that's pretty right. cool too. Yep. Yeah, eighty grand. So Oof, that, that nice. that's big time. And it wouldn't surprise me the way things are going now if it would be much more than that if that went now. Here's a. Do you, you guys have some of the newer stuff, like Bill calls them the shiny cards. And these are shiny <laughs> cards. The 2003-04 Topps Finest Basketball Complete Set. That's a shiny LeBron rookie, yep. like a refractor card. That 184-card set went for $3,600 with a PSA 9 LeBron. Um, that's a great price. That's a nice yeah, price. Yeah, that was good. That, that Some stuff's doing really well. You know, boy, all kinds of things are, are doing well now. Um, 1975 Topps Mini unopened 36-pack box, BBCE wrapped, $3,400, which is a really good price. Now, a listener stopped in, I think it was last Saturday or maybe it was like Thursday, it was Saturday, and he was going to go through some more stuff. He had probably, I don't know, he must have had a couple thousand 1975 Topps mini cards. That wow. Some of them were in pretty good shape. So, like, Bill, he had doubles of some of the better guys, like the Brett and the Yount. And, but he was going to, I told him, go through them and, and see. He thought he might have the complete set. So he was going to go through them, and he had some other cards. So he's going to go go through it all, try to make the see if he has a set, bring him back, and then we'll send him to Huggins with with the whole group. Sometimes, like a a set like that, now that's not that valuable by itself unless you got tens or even nines, I guess, on the Bretton Yount rookies. But that's still a pretty good set. The seventy five mini set seems to be doing okay at this point. Don't you think, Bill? Oh yeah, no. They, I, we we religiously get sets of those, and and uh, they've done very well. A lot of times we'll pair them up with the regular seventy five set and sell them as yeah. a as a pair or something. Yeah, yeah, that makes a good combo when you do something like that. And and then the 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 prices on uh, <laughs> the Stooges stuff just never ceases to amaze me. Nineteen fifty nine Fleer. Three Stooges, five cents, empty display box, X-Mint, so it had the, the lid on it. $2,900 wow. for the empty box. Isn't that that's, something? That, that's I, crazy. I, I couldn't <laughs> believe that that's what I, I, I thought. That can't be right. I mean, I could see it going five, six hundred bucks. I guess there's just not a lot of those around. I, I would imagine that's the only one of those you guys have had, right, Bill? I don't <laughs> Yeah, I don't remember having another one. We the, this guy brought in a whole bunch of three stooges. He had a near set and a oh a card that was graded I think a ten, and then a Ooh. checklist that was graded a nine. That that all sold in the last auction. Yeah, they all all good prices on all that stuff too. Now, the, were the three stooges part of your childhood growing up, where you oh, saw them each week they were on, or I, you know, it seemed like every day. Wow. Like yeah, if there wasn't a baseball game on, the Stooges were on. There wasn't that much TV. You know, you had like the Beverly Hillbillies, Stooges reruns. <laughs> yeah. The Jetsons, obviously. We know yeah, you watched the Jetsons. the Jetsons. You know, it's amazing. Some of that Jetsons stuff, like yes. who would have ever thought like FaceTime, you know, they had that thing with the with the little like 
things that they yep. have with yep. the where you could see the people. And I remember we'd be like, oh, then you'd have to comb your hair and stuff before you did it rather than when you're talking. And then here's FaceTime. And with our granddaughter, having FaceTime is absolutely awesome. Like, yes. they'll, Liz and Jim will send, they'll, they'll dial us up sometime when Joy's doing something, you know, that they, oh, it's really she awesome. She smiles a lot. She That's is so a, awesome. You, she's going to have the goofy personality <laughs> i think that our family tends i wonder to if have. you're going to influence that a little bit <laughs> yeah, so i love facetime all right well it's time for a short break here the numbers 312-332-3776 if you have an item you'd like to check the value on it what it might go for in a huggins and scott auction or you just think it's cool and you want to know what we think give us a call and hang in there well it's a short break now back to sports collecting with tom morgan Sponsored by ERCDelivery.com and Huggins and Scott Auctions on ESPN 1000 and ESPNChicago.com. Welcome back. I'm Tom Morgan. I didn't even know we were back here. I was like, wait a minute. We've never missed a cut, though. Not yeah. one time. Yeah, see? <laughs> Five years okay. or so. <laughs> I'm Tom Morgan with Vince Clemente of ERC Delivery, Bill Huggins of Huggins and Scott Auctions, and our producer, Eric Ostrowski. We're on till 8. You can give us a call, 312-332-3776, if you have an item that you think might be valuable. For instance, I was looking, we were talking about golf earlier, and Kepka. Kepka doesn't have upper deck, doesn't make golf, which I try to tweet to him. And I tweeted last year, I was like, why don't all these good young golfers, why don't you guys do golf? And they liked it. But for whatever reason, there has been golf for a few years. Back a golf in what, product. 2012 and 13, they had a real nice golf oh, product for a out few there years, for Upper Deck. Yep. I think when Tiger faded the first, you know, right when he first got hurt and then every all the troubles, I think he was so important to their whole golf, they just said, ah, it's yeah. not worth it anymore. But now you throw Tiger stuff in with Kepka and Spieth and all these yep. good young guys, it would be big time. Well, here, a PGA Golf Brooks Kepka. There's no upper deck cards, but SI for kids in 2015, a BGS 9.5 sold on April 15th on eBay for $750. Oh, yeah. Nice. So, I mean, that's a pretty good card. If, if you get that SI for kids magazine and you hang on to them, go check, uh, what was it? I think it was maybe April of 2015. But, but check if you have them from 2015. They have the, a page of cards in there. Bill, now, on, on a card like that, you have to cut them out yourself, aren't they? Are they serrated, maybe, those things? Do you know? Ooh. Yeah, I'm not, I don't know that I'm real familiar with those. Yeah, um, I, I, Tiger used to have one that was pretty valuable, and I guess it depends if they're serrated or not. But you know what I would do? If you're not sure what to do, bring it to the National with you, and at the end of July, if you have the magazine and ask like PSA or Beckett or whoever and say, I want to get this graded. How do I get this yeah. out of here? And they can at least give you a little info <laughs> on, the right on how to do it. So yeah, that would be interesting. One other thing here that in the, in the May, I wanted, I like this guy's name. So, and I like this, this kind of a side story here in the May Huggins and Scott auction. There was a card of hunky Shaw. <laughs> Okay. Hunky Shaw. You may have Shaw. never heard of Hunky Shaw. Nope. This was in, I think, in Ian's collection that he sent in all those tobacco cards. So in a T206, PSA 6, he had 
one at bat for the Pirates in 1908, and that was it. <laughs> wow. Isn't that cool? That and Hunky is. Shaw with a name like that. So it's pretty cool. And then uh, we've got somebody. I've, I've got to pause here because I'm posing for a <laughs> We're always waving to people <laughs> yeah, on the street. Right. And, but anyway, you know. <laughs> Hunky Shaw won at bat, and he has a card made of him. 110, 111 years later, his card went for... Seven hundred twenty-five dollars. Not impressive. bad, hunky. Yes, that one at bat. Now impressive. I wonder if that's who they. You know, when they made that one movie, I wonder if it had anything to do with hunky. Which movie was that? Field of Dreams, where they had the guy that Burt Lancaster played, and he went back. He was a doctor, but he had one at bat in the majors or something. And I, yeah, I don't it know. sounds Maybe like it's it was, part of some story. Yeah, yeah. Field of Dreams. That, that yeah. was that was Moonlight Graham. Moonlight Graham. Ah. That's right. Yeah. Well, the next movie, I think I like the Hunky <laughs> Shaw name. I think he'd be part of a good story. Bill from Chicago's on the line. Thanks for calling, Bill. What's up? Hey, how you doing, guys? How you doing? Good listening to you. Good. You're right. We're all happy. <laughs> I got a couple things. I highly doubt they're worth that much. I picked them up through the years. Just uh, I went downstairs. I actually couldn't find one of them right away. Uh, it was in the 40s a year they played an all-star game at Wrigley Field. Oh. And I'm imagining the ticket's never been used because, you know, they, you, normally you walk in, they'd tear the ticket and give you the other stub. Oh. And it, it's the complete ticket. Um, like I said, I, it's downstairs. I just ran down real quick. I couldn't find it because I don't know the exact year, but I'm sure they didn't play that many All-Star games at Wrigley Field in the 40s. Yeah. Now, that the tickets like that are actually gradable. That, that might be pretty good. What do you think of that one, Bill? I think it was 1947 All-Star game at uh, Wrigley Field. So I, I see that a, a PSA four sold for like a hundred thirty dollars, but if yours is really sharp, what do you, Bill? What do you think? Like, let's say it was an eight or a nine, no creases, real sharp. What do you think that might go for? Well, if it is a full ticket and not just a full stub, yeah, no, it's a full uh, you, ticket. You can talk it five hundred to a thousand, or even more than that. You get a seven or an eight on a full ticket like that yeah yeah it's a full ticket it's never been folded no creases no nothing it's in pretty good shape as i recall I, like i said it's been a sleeve i've got to find it well sometime but, either you can email me a picture of a tcrown tom at gmail.com or stop by uh tcrown in naperville triple crown in naperville sometime with that and a couple other things and we'll look it over and and uh, that might be something worth sending into a huggins auction and they get it graded for you and see what happens that's cool. I picked it up for 50 bucks. So, um, oh, yeah, that was a good pickup. Yeah, the other thing I got, same thing. I don't know it's worth much, but I just grabbed it for nostalgia. But it's a complete book of season tickets for the first year for the Bulls at the United Center. Hmm. And it was seats for the folding chair on the floor. Ooh. And it's got the guy's name and everything and address. He just never picked them up. So the book's never been opened, never been creased. And it's, you know, the big tickets. Now, how'd you and, get that? Um, there was a guy, Bob, that used to have, I can't remember the name, uh, Graf, I think, in Milwaukee. Okay, yeah, I've, I, I remember that name. Yeah, and I used to deal with him a long time ago, and I got it. I picked up, he said, hey, Bill, you might be interested in this, mm. you know, and it's just stuff I thought was cool. Well, what do you so, think of that, Bill? I mean, are those worth gradable and, and worth selling, or would yeah. you sell it as an unopened book, or is it even valuable enough to, to try in one of your auctions? What what year was it from? Nineteen ninety four, ninety five. I think. Yeah, ninety four, ninety five. First year at the United Center. Yeah, and it's the tickets for the folding chairs on the floor. The fact that it's the first—that's Jordan's first game at the United Center. That might be right. pretty good. Yeah. So it's all forty one games or whatever. Yeah, it's a complete book, no crease. I've I've just opened it just a little bit to take a look at the tickets. 
but it's mm. never been opened or creases in perfect neat. condition. Oh yeah, no, that's a great item for sure. We would, we we could sell that. Yeah, very good. Well, Bill, if yeah. you ever coming by Naperville or or else, you know, if you can't make it to Naperville, you can contact Bill at Huggins and set something up where you can send something directly to them. But it but it's always fun for. I can take pictures of it and tweet about it and talk about it on the show and stuff if if you are able to stop by T Crown. Mondays and Tuesdays are days that, that I like to have people bring stuff in. All right, real cool. I got some time on my hands. I might just do that. Good. Thanks for the call, Bill. That's pretty neat. And now we have Mitchell from Chicago on the line. Mitchell, what's new? What do you have? Hey, I've got right. a um <laughs> I believe it's the 89, uh, Griffey's rookie year, but I've got two uncut sheets of Topps baseball cards. Which okay, are, that was a, about three foot by two foot. Okay, now that was a, uh, it's good that Griffey's on it. The bad is how many of them they made that year. They made so many of them, and it's, but Bill, now an uncut sheet, does that help at all, or is that, how is that for a Griffey rookie on it? Uh, there again, you, you hit the nail right yeah. off the head. The year is the problem. Any that, the stuff from like the '86 to '92 era is just—there's so much of it out there. That might be something. Yeah, might, Mitchell might be something. Get it framed and put it up in your bar room or, or a room where you play cards or whatever, and just kind of—it's a cool thing, and you can tell people Griffey's on it. But right now, the value's just not there on an item like that. And you know what time it is right now. <laughs> <laughs> Bill's, or Vince is doing calisthenics here now, trying to loosen up for the which ended higher. These are prices of items. Now, I have two groups this time, so I'm going to leave it up to you two guys. There's a group of lower priced, all three of them are under 1000 and a group of higher priced. Which would you like to do? Higher price. Yeah, we play with the big money. That's okay. right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, big money. Here we go. Okay. First item. Mickey Mantle, 1954 Stallmeyer Franks PSA 1. Second item. Paul Wayner, single sign baseball, PSA 8, and personalized dated April 13th, 1960. And the third item, Honus Wagner, 1909 E95 Philadelphia Caramel, graded SGC 4.5. These are all at least $3,000 or more. You know, Eric, I don't think you've gone first one time yet this year. Your last so week, or you insisted on going first. I know, that's right. So we're, we're going to we're gonna have you go first. We'll change it up a little bit. Who Why don't you go first? Week? You both won, didn't uh, you? I'm undefeated still. Yeah, yes. okay. But I did win as well. Yes. Did that sound like trash talk to you, Vince? It, it sounded like bit. trash talk <laughs> I think I'm me. like three. <laughs> Hot streak. It's a long season. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I will go with the Honus Wagner. Okay. Eric goes with the Honus Wagner 1909 E95 Philadelphia Caramel S you see 4.5 which leaves the paul wayner single sign baseball psaa personalized dated april 13th 1960 and the mickey mantle 1954 stallmeyer franks psa one now if i was eric he would just you know to be different he would choose one or two but i kind of think it's the hannes wagner as well so i'm going to go also with the hannes wagner Vince, I tried to give you every chance. <laughs> okay. 
The third oh. most valuable on the list, the Honus Wagner, 1909 <laughs> no. E95. Oh, Trash talking Eric takes his Jeez. first loss. Vince doesn't take advantage <laughs> and gets another loss. Well, at least you've won a couple, though, yes, Vince. I so, have. yes. That went for $3,900. The Mickey Mantle Stallmeyer Franks PSA won $5,300. Wow. And the Paul Wayner single sign baseball PSA 8 personalized dated 413 1960 $5,500. Now, here's a a little info on Paul Wayner. I always like giving a little background on him. Nicknamed Big Poison, his brother Lloyd Lloyd. Wayner was Little Poison. (laughs) He died in 1965 at the age of 62. So, this was about five years before he died that he signed this. Won three batting titles, was 1927 National League MVP at the age of 24. That's pretty good, getting an MVP that young. That year, the Pirates made it to the World Series, and they were swept by the 27 Yankees. It's like, yeah, "Ah, that's our luck. We (laughs) go against, like, the greatest team all time. But listen to the year he had in 1927, Paul Wehner. 237 hits. 114 runs, 18 triples, 9 homers, 131 RBIs, 380 batting average, 437 on base percentage, and a 6.9 war. So That's a that great was quite season. the year. And probably not even close to like what Ruth did. That was one of Ruth's best years. Was that his first year he hit? That was the year he hit 60, I think, in 27. So you can, have to look yeah, it up. I think it was. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, that, that's something. You have a year like that, you're MVP, you're 24, you're thinking you're unbeatable, and then you play the 27 Yankees. 1927, right? 60 homers for Babe Ruth. Now, speaking of Babe Ruth, <laughs> Yoan Moncada. <laughs> Here's something I don't get, okay? This, to me, is overmanaging or sticking to something that you planned but have a little bit of flexibility, Okay, the White Sox had an off day, and they apparently planned in advance that the game before the off day, they'd give Moncada off, so he had two days in a row. And the day after the off day, they gave Tim Anderson off, which he didn't want, so he'd have two days in a row. Moncada, the day before that, gets three hits with two homers. You're on fire. The last thing you want, in my opinion is any off day, and he gives them two off days right then. That, to me, is a horrible managing move. Did that come from upper management, or was that Renteria who decided to do that? Who knows, but it's maybe not a bad idea in advance if they're dinged up a little bit and slumping a bit especially. Coming off of two homers and a single, you play him the next game. That makes no sense. And Makes especially no when he's on my fantasy team. And, especially- and that has nothing to do with it. But <laughs> of it, course is, not. it is a sidelight. It has nothing to do with it. And they're young, too. I mean, these guys should be playing I every mean, day if they're on. healthy. And, you know, it's ridiculous. Unbelievable. So, so now they're going to, what do they call that in basketball when they give them the off day? Something man- Load management. Load management. <laughs> they better not be starting that in baseball now. Come on. <laughs> give me a break. All right. Well, it's time for a short break. Here are the numbers 312 332 Three seven seven six. If you have a question about the value of an item, we're on till late, so hang in there. We'll be right back. Now back to sports collecting with Tom Morgan 
Welcome back. I'm Tom Morgan with Vince Clemente of ERC Delivery, Bill Huggins of Huggins and Scott Auctions, and our producer, Eric Ostrowski. We're on every Saturday from 7 to 8 a.m. Central Time, and you can hear us on the ESPN app also. Uh, and you can call us, 312-332-3776, if you have an item you think might be worth collecting, might have some value to it, or you're, it's been hanging around your house for a while, and you're like, I wonder if this <laughs> thing, should I throw it out, or is it worth anything? Sometimes the things that people will bring stuff into T-Crown to show me, and they go, look at this, is it? and be like, oh, that's not so, and then I'll, I'll ask them, well, do you have like this or that? And they're like, oh, yeah, and it's like, well, those are really valuable. <laughs> So just you never know. Sometimes yep. things you don't think are that right. valuable can actually be and very valuable. Everybody's a collector or something. Yeah. Even right. though, and they'll say, oh, I don't collect anything, but I've had this since I was yep. 10. Yep. Well, then you're a collector <laughs> if you've hung on to it for that. I consider you a collector. That's right. Now, we were talking about Mancata before the break. And in the old days, you used to say, man, the ball just jumps off that guy's bat. And it does on Mancata. But now they have exit velocity to really... It it kind of puts a number to what you kind of noticed in the past. The, it, they would always be like, it just sounds different off the bat or the ball jumps off the guy's bat. Well, the highest exit velocities this year as of about f- four days ago, maybe, Giancarlo Stanton hit a single that was... <laughs> 120.6 miles Jeez. an hour. I think they the infielders were dodging that one <laughs> rather than trying to catch it. It'd be like, was what was that? The Monsters, the old TV show where he was playing baseball with the Dodgers. You ever see that episode? Yeah, just and kept hitting Herman Homer Munster after was Homer. shots everywhere. <laughs> That's about what that one was. But the second hardest hit ball, this was before he had any homers. Vlad Jr. hit a single on May 11th, I think, that went 118.9 miles an wow. hour. And I'm thinking to myself, man, he just got to lift a couple of those type hits, and he's got, and he's hit three homers since then. I think he hit two either that night that I saw it or the next night. So he's starting to get it figured out. I think so, he's a generational hitter, too. You're going to just see yeah. him just maybe just triple crown numbers. Great hitter. One of those guys, he and Eloy both are more like Manny Ramirez types, not necessarily great fielders but just great hitters and there's some other pretty good rookies pete alonzo of the mets is hitting he's got 14 homers 34 rbis i had an elite autograph that was in my save box and i was looking through stuff i was like oh pete alonzo i bet that's doing something now it used to be like a five dollar card 140 dollars so that's pretty good he's got some major power you know who i like i've always liked this guy and he's starting to play now alex verdugo of the dodgers he's hitting 328 with four homers and 20 rbis and 116 at bats not bad you got eloy you got uh Fernando Tatis Jr. There's a product out that has autographs of all those guys, the Panini Prism Baseball, which is kind of fun that you have a chance to get autographs of those guys. A lot of young talent, a lot of good guys. Yeah. Okay, Rodney in Hobart, Indiana. What's up, Rodney? Welcome to the show. (laughs) Thank you. How you guys doing this morning? We're doing great. Excellent, excellent. They got a couple items on where the value um last year was at the Sox game and had the uh, angels attire on i got my uh 
Angels hat autographed by Otani. Oh, so you were wearing an, an Angels hat in the stands, and you went over and he signed it for you. That's pretty cool. I mean, that's got to yeah. be at least a couple hundred dollars, and the fact that it's signed his rookie year. Now he's back in DH in this year. If he ends up... We were talking. If he, end, I think he still wants to pitch. It would, I, to me, it'd be cool if he was a closer, and he could be a thirty yeah, save, yeah. thirty homer guy. That would be pretty neat. That I could see his stuff going crazy. And then you also have a, a Baez game use bat. Did you pick that up at a game also, or is it MLB authenticated? Yeah, it is. I uh, got it from the MLB auction and uh, nice game use cracked and um, I like it. Brought it. Now, he's, to me, one of the most exciting players in baseball, if not the most exciting player. His baseball IQ, like running the bases, it's like the guy in Little League, there'd be guys that played baseball all the time, and they'd be taking bases on the guys that didn't play as much. He Sometimes it feels like that. Like, yep. he's just like the like an extra level for everybody else on the way he runs the bases. I, that, to me, I, I really like watching that. And that fast tag yep, he has is yep. something else. Now, what did you pay for it at the time through the MLB auction? Was it over 500 I got it for 400 bucks. Okay, to me, I think that should be over 500 If I had it, I might be asking like seven ninety five or so. So, yeah, that's a that's a really good item. I like it a lot. And then we have here Rich from Highland Park on the line. What's up, Rich? Welcome to the show. Hey, Tom. How you doing? Good. Uh, question for you. So I, when I was a kid, I uh, got some old tobacco cards given to me by my dad. And so we got some, you know, the single ones, like the T2O whatever series and the Hassan triple folders. And I got oh. Christy Matheson and Ooh. Ty Cobb and all Ooh. kinds of stuff in there. And but I, they're not they're not graded they're not I want to know what do I do with a set like that that it's not a set but there's a lot of cards yeah to have somebody take a look at the good ones and and get yeah. some grades on them because oh. they look nice yeah for and to sure. try to I'm always worried about think I always thought about doing it but then you worry about sending them out and you know well, that are, kind of thing what are the card backs are they all like Piedmonts or you know what's the do you have any they're, card backs that are unusual on any of the guys th- there definitely are Piedmonts there's you know like the the Ty Cobb one is like one of those Hassan triple folders where it's like uh, he's Moriarty in the third or whatever. It's actually yeah, yeah, that I like one. that. We have one of those is going to be in the Huggins July auction along with a bunch of tobacco cards that Ian sent in and they're getting graded. But you could bring those into Triple Crown at any time, and I'd look through them with you and try to give you an idea on the values based on conditions and stuff. But Bill, you're always up for getting those old tobacco cards and you can send the ones in that you think it would help the value to get them graded and then auction them for them. Right, Bill? Oh, absolutely. I mean, like you were saying, he could bring them into you or he could call me in my office uh, on Monday or something. I'd be happy to to talk to you about, you know, kind of what we could do in the, the process of turning them into money. Yeah. That's, those are great cards. How many total do you think you have? Oh, I probably have, I would say, there's definitely over 100 cards. Ooh, and, you know, nice. I probably got two Christy Matthewsons and a, I got a Chase in there. I got, uh, I got a, um, or a Chase and a Chance, and I got, a, a you know, the Cobb, obviously. Yeah, very and, good. That, so, the, the key then is the conditions. I was hoping you were going to say, I've got this Ty Cobb card, and it's unusual because it has this Ty Cobb back. <laughs> yeah, Bill, no, I Bill would we have had to have uh, revived you after that one? <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, but that's still great stuff, and, and just how great depends on the condition. So anytime, you, if you do want to stop by or call, if you want to call Huggins and Scott, the number there is 301-608-0355. They're right outside of Washington, D.C. People that bring stuff into T-Crown, I get uh, FedEx labels from Huggins and Scott, and it's like a two-day business day delivery. I package them up and send them to them. So either way... Uh, yeah, but I'll, I'll come down one day and we'll check it out. I'd like to get your opinion on Good, it. Good, I'd love you to see, see that him. stuff. It'd be fun. Yeah. Sounds awesome. Thanks, I appreciate it. Thanks, Tom. Rich. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that's, that's cool. a nice collection. I love Very looking nice. at this stuff yeah. when people bring stuff in. I mean, really, it's it's just stuff like that is just amazing. Like the guy with the old album, it literally was like a time machine wow. pulled up. And you know how much I like time machine shows. <laughs> Absolutely. I, somebody's got to come up with a really good time machine show. And, like, I'll be their spokesman. I don't care. I, I think Seth MacFarlane, he kind of has that with the Orville. Orville, yeah. It's kind of like that. That's yeah. funny. He's That's good. Funny. It's a good show. They renewed it for season three. Oh, did they? I'm going to have to okay. open a box of the Orville just to celebrate. Cool. I'm going to try an episode of that soon. Oh, you got to watch. I don't know how season one was, but season two, I think you you might not yeah. like it. You might like it. I'm Eric, trying did to you wa- ever watch any of the Orville? I haven't seen it, but yeah. I have a few friends who have suggested it. So it's like really funny, but smart yeah. at the same yeah, time. It like, yeah, it's been suggested to me by a couple people. It's got a, a lot of Star Trek kind of feel to it. So, And, and Seth MacFarlane is the main guy in it. So it's pretty neat. I, I would recommend That's it. That's cool. I'm trying you to know, go get through one episode of Game of Thrones, the first episode, first season. First ever? I figured, you know, it's such a popular show, I'll give it a shot. But these guys get beheaded, no. like, immediately, and it's like, yeah. you know. You know what you probably ought to do is go to maybe last season, start there. Oh, and, it doesn't fit, base itself on stuff that well, happened seasons before? A lot of or? it is just kind of goofy stuff where... I, you, you don't really need to watch the whole yeah. thing. Like, I have watched everything, and... 90% of the time, I really don't know what's going on. <laughs> who's killing who? Who's doing what? But I like it. I don't know. Yeah. I, you know, A couple of these more recent ones, to be honest with you, I yeah. thought were, they did so over the top, just chopping everybody up and everything. Yeah. It wasn't so tomorrow night's the last episode I think so. forever. Yeah. 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 Should be fun. Yes. Okay. <laughs> well, here's some other items that went in the Huggins and Scott Auction that ended May 9th, some pricing, just to give you an idea of what things go for. 1963 Fleer football, complete 88-card set. That was an AFL set, so it had rookies of Dawson, Allworth, Buonaconti. $2,700 for that. Uh, let's see some other stuff here that was pretty interesting. We had uh, Babe Ruth. Signed 1945 check, PSA DNA authentic. That went for $3,500. I think uh, cut signatures of Ruth. and Bill, if you had a, what do you think sells more? I think it, a check maybe sells for a little more than a cut in a frame maybe. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And uh, that the check that we had was actually dual signed. He made it out to cash and sign the back of it no that's pretty neat yeah that's pretty cool so then uh somebody could have one of those double-sided displays and have it spin it around once in a while you (laughs) see the back sometimes the front sometimes it was kind of interesting this week a uh a writer for the naperville sun stopped in 
was it last Saturday when it, it was crowded during trade day and I asked if he needed help. He goes, well, I'm thinking of writing a story about T-Crown. So he ended up putting it, I think it went into Thursday or Friday, son. I saw it online. Some, Very cool. Somebody came in and was saying, yeah, I, I saw your thing in the paper. And I was like, when was that? <laughs> I, I thought it was going to, no, this was two two weeks ago because I thought it was going to be in last Sunday, but it was in this week. The Naperville Sun. And the, yeah, and, and the, the writer seemed to have a pretty good idea of collectibles, so that was pretty good. And it wasn't bad. Pretty interesting article. I tweeted a uh, T Crown Tom's my Twitter idea. I tweeted a link to it on there. If anybody wants to look at a horrible picture of me, it looked like I just came out of The Walking Dead. <laughs> <laughs> it was a little dark, and I, I was a little tired. I wasn't feeling good that week when he. Took I mean, the most picture. of the time you got a big old smile on your face, so yeah, that's really one, what this pictures one, should be. Yeah, it was more of there. a more Walking Dead <laughs> than Smiling Tom. I would say. <laughs> my wife goes. Oh, it's not a bad picture, but, you know, you could have smiled. And I was like, I was smiling. <laughs> <laughs> you know, a walking dead yeah, guy. Right. We, okay. That's a Rob smile. just tweeted one. He said, this would probably be for Vince. <laughs> Why is this for Vince? <laughs> WWE ticket from Chris Jericho debut in the WWE. Are you a WWE No, guy? I'm not. Oh, yeah. I'm uh, really not. We'll have to get more info from. Maybe thinks you should be a WWE oh, guy. Not sure I'd like That's to hear that. That's your next thing. <laughs> Please explain, Rob. Yeah, right. Well, it's a ticket from it. I don't think there's a, I don't know, a debut ticket of Chris Jericho build. Is that any value? August 9th, 1999? Uh, yeah, I'm not uh, a big. Probably not so much. I, I don't. Yeah. He wasn't one of the, yeah. the huge names. That's falling very flat, Rob. Very flat. <laughs> Sorry, Rob. <laughs> Vince isn't a WWE guy, and we don't think there's a lot of value to it. Other than that, it's a great item, though. <laughs> Good year, '99. Yeah, yeah, that's true. The year you started that's your right. business. Yeah, Twenty years. On the day that Payne Stewart. Yeah, the that flight. Monday, October 25th. That really. Well, that that's was weird because that, that I really remember yeah. that day. It's like yeah. he had just been interviewed at the end of a tournament and said a couple pretty funny things on there. Yep. I was like, oh, he seems like yep. a good guy. And then that. Life is too short. Yeah, you got to enjoy it. Yep. That's for sure. So we're already coming up to the end of another show. We're on 7 to 8 every Saturday morning. I'm Tom Morgan from Triple Crown in Naperville. I'm there six days a week with Vince Clemeni of ERC Delivery, On Demand Delivery. Right, Vince? Yes, sir. 24-7. Like, if they need something delivered tonight, like you could do it. They call ERC and you do it. They need it delivered in two hours or one hour. We could just give us a call. We got guys out there 24-7. You know, I need something delivered, Vince. Can you deliver me back to T-Crown? You got it, man. (laughs) (laughs) And then... Bill Huggins, Huggins and Scott Auctions. Go to HugginsAndScott.com. You can call them at 301-608-0355 if you want to. If you think you have an item that might be worth auctioning with them, or if you want to get on their mailing list or get where you get their catalogs or register to bid with them. So have a great week, everybody, and thanks for listening. We'll be back next Saturday.